0: Sometimes the traditions void out the power of God. It's not really sin
1: because God really knows my heart.
0: We can't go off of how we feel.
1: Until the Lord comes, we're all a work in progress. We're being perfected in Christ.
0: Testing, testing one, two. And we are live. Thank you for tuning in to TJIFJ Thank God I Follow Jesus with your host, Mike, and C. Joanne Martinez, pastor of Soaring Diamonds. We want to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. This week, we're going to be tackling sin. Sin, 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 sin. There's a, there's a lot of opinion sometimes about sin, a lot of thoughts around it. But mostly, the thoughts are of, of us um, implementing our own ideas of sin instead of just going to the Word saying, this is a sin, I'm allowed, this is not a sin, I'm allowed to do this or this is a sin, you shouldn't be doing this, and just a whole bunch of different opinions around sin. Sometimes we make traditions that we have a sin if we don't follow the traditions. And we know the Lord says sometimes the traditions void out the power of God. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to, we want to live pure, holy, and righteous lives. And as we spoke last week, he matures us. He's, as he's maturing our faith in him, he's teaching us we are. He's showing us who we are. He's telling us how to live. He's instructing us as his children in the way that we should go. And then what happens is he reveals something to us. He tells us to turn away. And then we are able to continue maturing in him as we turn away from the things he is telling us to turn away from.
1: It's kind of like it's, it's an interesting subject because um, when you think right off the top of your dome, you know, you think sin is pretty self-explanatory, right? right. Um, the word is clear um, regarding sin. Um, but sometimes we still find ourselves um, battling and determining, um, well, is it sin? Or is it not sin? Well, I think that it's fine because of A, B, or C. It's not really sin because God really knows my heart. Mm. Um, God knows my heart that's a good one yeah but you know that's what people say a lot of times like there's so many um, concepts of why well this is not really sin and that's why I thought that uh, if we were ever to really use titles is this sin yeah as a question is this sin because a lot of times like I said we have our our own concept and mindset about what sin actually is or isn't right but like you said, the Word of God is what determines if it's sin or not sin.
0: In other words, it removes the guessing game.:
1: Yes, if, as the body of Christ, we were commit, we were to commit to being in His Word, things will be so much more simple, and we would not have to find ourselves making our own determinations, because we will be privy, which we are, but to His information. If we were to be in the word. Right. And I know many times we don't spend enough time in the word. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges. But um, I'm going to encourage you, if you're out there listening, if you have a comment, if you have a question, if you have, you know, a thought, we're interested in hearing what you have to say, because this is for us to grow. Iron sharpens iron. So we're looking to grow from you as you're looking to grow with us. Um, Because, you know, we're all growing until the Lord comes. We're all a work in progress. We're being perfected in Christ. Absolutely. Amen. Um, So is this sin, the thought we hide, the thoughts we hide behind to convince ourselves that our sin is or isn't. And this is what we're going to explore today. Like we said, Um, I think that. If we go to the word of God, we'll see clearly, right? Like we've said already, what is sin? So I would like to really tackle today some of those things. And and this is why I'm interested to hear what the viewer has to say. What are some of the things that we might hear are sin, but in our mind, they're not sin. Okay. Or that we perceive it as sin. And others will argue that, no, that is not sin. You're wrong. And these are some other things that I would love to explore, you know, with the viewer because what is it that the word of God actually tells us? I think that we've um, tackled several subjects that kind of like open a perfect conversation to what is sin. And one of the first ones that come to mind is something that we spoke about recently and is forgiveness or unforgiveness would that be would that be one of the ones that's considered mm-hmm. sin if so why is it sin and if not then why is it not sin what's your take on that
0: living in unforgiveness is definitely sin
1: and and we discussed this but i'm going to play the advocate okay and say that some people would say, well, no, that's not sin because they did something wrong. Okay. They were the ones that hurt me. Okay. So I have every right to feel this way. So that's not sin. Thoughts?
0: We can't go off of how we feel. Number one, sin is not based on how we feel. Um, Marilyn Gonzalez, you just said.
1: That's the first scripture. James we
0: 4.17. Remember. It is sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. Mm. So, and I think it's Galatians, it reveals, it talks about living up to what you have learned, living up, pro- projecting the faith, living by the faith that you have received, living up to that. And a part of the, the faith that we received is the correction that we receive as well. The correction that we receive is this is what I should be doing, but I'm not doing it. The Lord makes it clear. You have to forgive your brothers because then I'll be able to forgive you. Mm. So then if you're not living in a place of forgiveness, then you're, all, you're living in a place of sin because the Lord can't even forgive you if you're holding a wrong against a brother.
1: Or you're living in lawlessness. And right. definitely, um, Carol Hines, she said, all we do against the word of God is sin. And like Marilyn said... All we um, do
0: against the word of God is yes, sin. Yes,
1: all that we do that's against the word of God is sin. And um, James 4, 17, we know that sin actually is knowing the right that we ought to do and not doing it. I just said it like that because something came to mind. But um, So continue to talk about offense, and then we could tackle or really get into that scripture and that thought.
0: Well, we are talking about unforgiveness, but... Yes. but- I like that he makes it clear here. remember it is sin to know what you ought to do, what you should do, in other words, he's revealed to you what you should do and remember the um, he gives the example Jesus gives the example about the money he has to collect the king has to collect money from one of the citizens of the of his kingdom he goes he has a great debt and he forgives his debt, but then the person that he He forgave the debt of he went to somebody and basically laid the hammer down like you owe me this money. Mm. And then the king says, wow, that's wicked of you that I forgave you, but you can't forgive them, even though your debt was greater. So then he says, now you're a wicked person. And then he puts him away. In other words, it's just saying is is making it clear. You're asking for something that you won't give. That's not right. In the eyes of the Lord, it's that's not right. He's saying, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to already extend forgiveness to you. Now, in turn, I need you to for, extend forgiveness to the other, because notice the guy went to the king first and received forgiveness. He didn't say go back and forgive everyone, then come receive forgiveness. He said, I'm going to give you forgiveness. So and that- then you're going to be able to forgive the other people. So what does it say? Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. In other words, I'm going to show you what you should do. So then you'll be able to uphold what I'm telling you to do. In other words, if I don't tell you what you should do, you can't live by that.
1: It, it brings to mind um the scripture that says, don't just be hearers of God's word, but be but doers. doers.
0: In other words, I'm going to reveal it first. Yes. I'm sorry. I keep saying that, but he's saying, remember it. It is sin to know what you ought to do. It is sin to know what you should do. What you should be doing. And then and then not do it. In other words, I'm going to show you. I'm going to make it clear to you. I'm going to reveal it to you. I'm going to bring it to light. I'm going to be like, this is a no-no. Definitely. And we do the same thing with our kids. If my kids are, if my kids are doing something and then they mess up or they do something wrong, I'm not going to snap on them first. I'm going to show them, hey... You can't do that. But then the next time I'm going to say, remember, I told you you should not be doing that. And then if they do it again, I'm definitely going to punish them because
1: I already told you that you should not be doing this. But then you continue to do it. And you say that. And, and it takes me to this thought that a lot of times, right, someone offends us. Look at the way God operates. I love him so much. Um, somebody offends us, right? They did us wrong. And a lot of times we um, conform to the ways of the world and say, you did me wrong. So now you need to be the one that apologizes to me. But God says, no, they did you wrong. You are the one that apologizes to them. Why? Because it's not do as I say, it's do as I do. Right. So a lot,
0: already revealing this to
1: you. Right. So a lot of times a person that's walking in unforgiveness It's already dealing with something. So they don't have the eye to see many times. So we're supposed to then in turn, because we're walking free, I'm going to ask you for forgiveness and I'm going to let it go because I acknowledge that number one, the word of God says, if you want to be forgiven, if you want me to forgive you, correction, if you want me to forgive you, you have to forgive them. So it's clear how the word operates that it gives us the opportunity to be the light, to be the salt, to season a situation, to be the example, to be the ambassador. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we get that thing twisted. But also, I think a lot of times people do not even realize what they've received. That's why they can't give it. And I, I, I you know, dare to say That a lot of times we think we have something we don't have. That's why we can't walk in it. And that's something that today is a big issue. Why is it that people think that sin isn't sin? Although many times it's clear that sin. Because a lot of times they think there's something that they're not. What do I mean by that? A lot of times people that have been in church for their whole lives. like I know so many young people. I talk to them all the time. You ask, are you a believer? And they'll say, yeah. I
0: go to this church.
1: I've been going to this church for a long time. I didn't ask you, are you a church goer? I asked, are you a believer? So a lot of times people don't know that it's sin because they still haven't been transferred from darkness to light. Wow, that's,
0: that's a big statement.
1: Yeah, why? Because the word of God is clear that when Jesus comes to your life, It's not the change that we're doing. It's the change that he's doing in us. Yeah. And a lot of times, I talk about this all the time, but people always use that that statement, well, God works with us at different levels. Okay, that's a given, right? We're not all growing and learning all at the same time. But if five, ten years have passed and you're still living the way you live prior to Jesus coming to your life, there's something wrong there. And I say that because Jesus, whatever he does, he does it perfectly. And he's going to convict us. He's going to change us. He's going to cause us to run after him. 10 years later, it's just like if you work out, if you're eating properly and you're working out for five or 10 years, you're going to be right. If you're not right, there's something that you're missing. And I know that it's a a serious statement to me. And why do I make it? Because if we're still living in a way, and I hope that the listener understands this, what is the purpose of saying that? If we're still living in the way that we were living prior to us accepting the Lord, my encouragement will be, go back to the feet of Jesus. And ask him, Lord, I believe in you. I have accepted you. I believe that you died for my sin. It is your desire to restore me back to the Father, to make sure that you're where you need to be. Because the word is clear. God is faithful. And the work that he has begun, he's faithful to complete it. That's what the word says. So there has to be a change. And if we can't recognize sin for what it is, we have to ask ourselves, where am I? I say this all the time. I remember when I first got saved, I was visiting a church and I was a hot mess. I mean, a bigger mess than now. Like, I was a hot mess. And I'll never forget, and I've told this to a certain extent. I went up, the preacher was speaking to me, I felt the conviction and the pull, I accepted the Lord. But from that moment, I went back home and I really didn't know you're supposed to read the word, you're supposed to be praying. I really didn't know. But the Lord, and I know that it was God, began to remove things from me that I didn't choose to get rid of them. I just started to have different desires. I didn't want to be doing that. I didn't want to be doing this. Like There was something in me that was pushing me away from those things. And even when those that I hung out with Kept saying, oh, you you know you're going to want some of this. You know you're going to do this. They couldn't even understand what was happening. To be honest, I didn't even understand what was happening. Until years later, when I got back into the atmosphere, you know, of church and believers and what the Lord was doing. Then I began to understand that the whole time that was doing the work in me. Amen. I didn't even know. I accepted the Lord and I went about my business. So this is the reason why I believe the word when it says that when he begins a work, he completes it. So sin, we have a different perspective. When we're believers, we have a different perspective of sin. What I mean by that is that the spirit of God begins to reveal to us what's not pleasing to him. Okay you follow what I'm saying Absolutely. and and i'm I'm a true believer of that. So yeah, the Lord works different within people, but it's clear that He's going to begin to change us. There's no ifs ends or buts about it. So we have to get to the point to see what does the word say about sin go ahead while I look through these messages what
0: so sin in the context in religious context, sin is transgression against divine law or the law of God each culture has its own interpretation of what it means to commit sin so when we're referring to sin we mean transgression or going against or disobeying what the word of God says What the laws of God the laws of God have been written on our hearts and now we have to go against those against those laws remember when we were talking about John 14 and he was saying I'm going to give you a new command this command I give to you, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Jesus was talking about this and he was revealing that he was writing the laws, his laws, his new laws on our hearts. Now, as a believer, like you said, as a believer, we get sealed with the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is alive and the, and the word of God is active and living within us, then he's going to reveal to us the things that displease him because he's creating he has an environment within us.
1: Yes, yes. Now,
0: now, when we sin, we taint that environment, so it's unpleasing to him. Wow, that's good. it's like um, it's like in, we're in Ty's house. If you come into Ty's house and you begin to light a cigarette and begin to smoke in here, she's gonna be like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is I live here. What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? The sin is not gonna just kick Ty out because this is her home, but." that all of the whole atmosphere is going to be destroyed with the scent of smoke and in the air and all of that. It's going to be invaded. It's going to be invaded. It's going to be taking on every inch, every corner of the home. And so she's going to come downstairs and say, "What, what are you doing? Why are you smoking here? This is unacceptable. We don't do this in my house. This is unacceptable. So she's going to reveal to the person that this is not allowed in here. And the Holy Spirit does the same thing within our Excellent. hearts.
1: Excellent, I like that. We,
0: he, he created a law, right? And the new, the new covenant is that he writes the law on our hearts, just like he wrote it on, on those tablets. So now we know what the law is in our hearts. Even if you haven't read it yet, The law is written on your heart. So it gets revealed. So it's revealed to your heart. But then the Lord wants to reveal it to our mind. So that's when we go to the word of God. That's when we ask, Holy Spirit, reveal your word to me. Show me what you're saying. Show me what you mean. That way I will not sin against you. And what does David say? I store your word in my heart so I don't sin against you.
1: Excellent. So the Lord
0: already wrote his laws on our heart. Now we just, our minds have to catch up.
1: That's right. That's So right. now
0: as our minds catch up, he's going to convict us. Even before our minds know, he's going to begin to convict. Just like you were saying, you were already like, oh my goodness. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Things are changing within me. That's right. I can't really put my finger on what's changing, but I know something's changing. So now when we get into the word of God, he allows us to see, okay, this is what I'm convicting you of. So I, just a sidebar which I gave the sidebar on, on Saturday as well, I think, we have to get into the Word of God. We cannot, we cannot wait for somebody else to reveal what God wants to say to us. Absolutely. We have to get into the Word of God, and we have to allow Him to reveal His heart, His desires, His ways to us. Because remember, He's living within us. The kingdom of heaven is within us. Jesus is within us. His Holy Spirit is within us. Yeah. So therefore, to do things against him will cause grief to him. Yes. So what we're talking about today is sin. And sin is
1: going against the law that he has written on your heart. Absolutely. And, and it's really empowering to know that it's his desire. It's his desire. It's his yes. desire to be with us. So he wants us to have the ability to be empowered to walk in a way that's pleasing to him. He and, and this is important, and I hope that the listener captures this, that he empowers us. It's not possible for us to do it alone. If it was possible for us to live in a way that pleases God on our own, we wouldn't really have to accept Jesus. Right. All we will have to do is do things that are right. But it is him that comes to us to empower us to empower us to walk according to his ways. And it's really important because a lot of times that's not taught. A lot of times, you know, you begin to come to church, you get saved, and you are expected to make this happen. If we could do it, we wouldn't need Jesus. It's the work of God in us. And, and I believe that this is one of the, the points that you have put in our notes is like, um, it's flesh against the spirit. We get that. And Jesus knew that that there's, there's going to be a battle. But he empowered us so that our flesh will come subject. And if we obey his word, that's when the empowerment comes. Because it's like you were saying, another thing that you were saying earlier, like the minute that we hearken to his word, the minute that we obey, something supernatural begins to happen. And of course, we get sealed with the spirit and He empowers us, but not only that, and this is where the thing really is, is not only that He empowers us, but there's a criteria that's a requirement. There's a thing that, that we need to do. And as long as we, um, you know, receive from the Holy Spirit, as we do our part, then that's where we begin to have success. Amen. It is extremely attainable because... He said so, and he gave us the tools, and and I just want people to be encouraged because I know that a lot of times, you know, we have so many challenges in so many different areas. Yet it is not impossible. Um, let me just go to one of, some of these um comments real quick. Um, Carol Gines said, "Pecado is pecado. Um, po- no podemos adornarlo. Sin is sin. We can't. It don't matter how you paint it. Sin is sin." Um, and she said, "The Holy Spirit brings convictions." We need to examine ourselves um, to see what we've done that's incorrectly. And then we have to um, understand that we have to correct it and accept that we need to ask for forgiveness. Except. Right? Like that, yeah. So it's important that we acknowledge and w- that we recognize. Carol Hargrove said, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. That's Galatians 1.10. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So being a people pleaser is a sin. Ooh. As a
0: servant of God. I mean, as a servant of God anyway. Yes. So if if we're here to serve God, my my desire is not to please you as a person. Like, because I might have to do something that's outside of your purview of This is acceptable to me. So the Lord is saying, hey, you
1: got to make a choice here. That's right. Because what happens when you're trying to please people, and I see this all the time, we become compromisable. And we're not supposed to compromise. We're supposed to live according to the word of God. And understand that this one is so clear. Not living according to the word of God. And I think Hines said it earlier. Not living according to the word of God. In itself, it's sin. Right. Because right. if if we cannot live according to the ways, the word, the commands of God, then we're going to find ourselves on the wrong road. So it's imperative that we hearken to the word of God. I think um it's important to
0: understand as we put in the title, there's this dilemma, this moral dilemma that we all have between the flesh and the spirit. Yes. But the Lord has given us the ability to allow our flesh, our body, our desires outside, outside of His will to be subject to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God within us. In other words, the things that we're suffering that's, ca- that's causing conflict within us mm. against the Word of God, when we submit to God, those conflicts ha- have to leave. They have to go. They have to disappear. The conflict's within us. So if I'm struggling with pornography, if I'm submitted to the word of God, if I'm relying on the spirit of God, if I have accountability, which is taught in the word of God, if I'm being prayed for and I'm praying for myself and I'm submitting to what the Lord is saying, at some point I would no longer struggle with pornography. It would no longer be an issue. So if we take that. If we take that specific idea and apply it to every other part of our lives, then we can live in a place of we have overcome because the Lord has already overcome. Now, there, are, is things going to continue to arise? Absolutely. But 100. as we remain submitted to God, we have the ability to overcome the sin that is trying to 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 dissuade us, to pull us down, to distract us. And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of times we live in sin, not thinking that we have the ability to overcome that sin. Excellent. That's a good point. But the Lord makes it clear that he has given us a spirit and he has given us his power and we are servants of him. We're not here to please ourselves. We're not here to put ourselves over the mission that he has put us on, which is for other people. We're here to put him over everything that we desire. So when I wake up tomorrow morning, I may struggle with something, but I also have the 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 ability and the choice to say, "Lord, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me with this?" And he is faithful to say, "Absolutely, my child. We are going to overcome this because we're going to do it together." You know why? Because I have already overcome this. And since I've already overcome this, so I'm going to allow you to overcome this by your power, by your strength." No by my spirit because i have given you all po- my power my divine power that you may live a life of godliness
1: you you are hit in so many scriptures i believe one of them was john 16:33 we're gonna to go through trials, tribulations. We're going to struggle with sin, but he has overcome. Therefore, we are victorious. And the other one that comes up, and I'm just um quoting these scriptures because there's they're good scriptures for us to pray, for us to confess, for us to speak over ourselves, is yeah. James um 4-7 that says, I believe it's James 4-7. It says, Submit to God.
0: Resist the devil.
1: And then he will flee. But the first thing that we need to do is submit to God. Some people don't want to acknowledge the devil, but the word of God says, submit to God. Then you can resist the devil. Then he can flee. Like I said a little while ago, there is an order. There is an order. You have to submit to God first. And a lot of times that's where the challenge begins, that we want to have victory, but we want to do it in our own strength. And Jesus said, you get the victory because I'm victorious.
0: Is that you, I wanted to make it clear that you have the, uh, the power because of what Jesus has done to overcome.
1: Yes, and that's the like,
0: power. It's possible. And so a lot of people, they don't know that they can. Just fact of the matter is, because they haven't seen it done, even, although they have been in church their whole lives. Because they haven't witnessed it or because they haven't experienced it. They don't know if they can overcome certain things in their life. And they feel, they feel like... Powerless. Yes, yes. You feel powerless. And, and, and that's, what, what, that's what bullies do. Bullies mm-hmm. make you feel powerless. However, so the sin within you that's worn against you is a bully against you.
1: Wow, that's good.
0: But the Lord is saying, let, let me fight your battles. Let me do it. So you can overcome. And you can you can over like I'm just thinking about like somebody who may be listening to this who's struggling with something and be like, but you don't know the story, you don't know this, you don't know that, you don't know how my husband is, how my wife is, you don't know how my, my children are, you don't know how my friend is. Like well, you know my don't, finances. Well, you don't you don't know, but the at the end of the day, you can overcome. Not that the circumstances outside will change, but your heart will change into the heart that he is, he is, he is molding. And he wants to create the, the heart that's pleasing and acceptable to him. He has already given you his spirit. He's already empowered you. The fact that we sin, it doesn't, it, it just says, the Lord is just saying, come to me. That's all he's saying. He's not like, oh, get away from me. You're so disgusting. No, he's saying, come to me. Excellent come to point. me.
1: Excellent point. That's an excellent point. Because many times we grow up with this deep rooted belief system that because we've messed up. Now God rejects us, but that's totally the opposite because he died on the cross and covers us with his blood. We can come boldly to his throne of grace. It's because of his grace, because the word doesn't talk about, you know, that if we sin, because the word says, if we say that we don't sin, we're liars. It's It's not in us. But the, the reality of it is that the problem with sin is when we habitually sin. When we just continue in the same sin. But I do want to um specifically discuss words, but I wanna read two comments that um Carol Hargrove wrote. She said, just like we're not to depend on men, but depend on God. We cannot depend on men to lead us to Christ. We can't depend on church to lead us to Christ. We have to surrender to God, submit to God. Amen. So it's important that we recognize that being dependent on men not on God and surrender to God, in itself it's sin. Because Jesus is the one that died on the cross for our sin. He's the one that died to restore restore us back to the Father. He's the one that shed his blood to cover us of all unrighteousness. So if we want to see a change in our lives to see um, how we are empowered through him, then we have to live dependent and surrendered on Christ. It's really, really important. Um, another comment that she put here, it says, many people go to church to get their weekly fill. Ooh, but our fill can only come from God. Chilocca. It is good to Chilocca. congregate with other believers, but our foundation can only come from God. Men can lead us astray if we don't know the word of God. If we can't discern Holy Spirit, our lead must be, Christ, you want to go
0: there. Amen. She's she's she's. I want to preach, go there. preacher. She's about to come. Next up time you here. coming
1: up on here, girl. She don't, don't play with she me. Don't want going our hard. Go ahead,
0: Mike. Many people go to church to get their weekly fail. In other words, it's an activity that we do, mm. not, not the life that we live, and that's unacceptable. And that's leading us astray. We, we don't even. Know, we were just sitting here talking about a moment ago money in the in the church, which is which is a pressure point for many people. But at the end of the day, what somebody else is or is not doing will not lead you astray if, if your heart is set on the ways of God. And the only way your heart can get set on the ways of God is if you are submitted to him, you are in his word. He is revealing the word that's already within you. Remember, we keep saying that he has written written his word on your heart and your heart is going to catch up in your mind as you allow him to reveal. What does that mean? He said, I love you. You may not know he loves you. Your heart knows that he loves you. You know that God loves you, but your actions are saying, I'm not sure if God loves me. So when we open up the word of God and he reveals our identity, he reveals his love to us. Then our mind says, this action that I'm doing does not reflect what's already living inside of Mm. me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna depart from that action. I'm not gonna do that no more. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna now live to obey God in this area that He just revealed to me. And churchgoers don't do that. Churchgoers can't do that. That's the fake faith that we were talking about last time. Is that that kind of faith that I'm good enough to go to church to get my weekly fill? That's, that's it. That's not gonna uphold you in the days that are ahead. That's not gonna. And, and the troubles that we're gonna face in this world. That's not gonna uphold your faith. That's not gonna uphold you within the body of Christ. You're gonna fall away. So, what I will what I would like to encourage you is when you get home from Bible study, when you get home from church on Sunday, on Wednesday, on Friday, whatever you go, open up the word of God and say, Lord, reveal to me what you have said. This is what the preacher was talking about. Let me see if that's what that's what you're talking about. Let and me see if prayer, that's what you're revealing.
1: Because in prayer is where the spirit of God is going to reveal. Um, himself to you Amen. because the word of God says that in the last days deception is going to creep into the church wait what is that the last thing he said or is that the first thing he said oh,
0: first thing, deception deception in other words I think they're right they seem right they sound right but then this is off that you're deceived that's what the enemy's good at deceiving yes. why yes. is why is deception so good because a little, a lot of truth is in there with a little bit of lies or a lot of lies are in there with a little bit of truth. but your discernment is going to be based on what you know that God has already revealed to you
1: And if you are spending time in the word when something is off boom it clicks right away. We don't, when we're spending time in the word and we're spending time in prayer, we don't have to be like, is is that right? Is that wrong? Is that, is is that, no, the spirit of God, boom, is going to reveal because the word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit will teach us, right? The Holy Spirit will remind us. And what's important is that you can't remember something you don't know. Exactly. So you have to be in the word so that he could remind you. Am I saying that? And I have to. Sidebar this. It's important to congregate. It's great to have a church where you can fellowship. Oh, uh, uh,
0: uh, It's necessary. Yes. Uh, it's necessary. For your, for you your, have to, for
1: your survival.
0: Yeah, it's, it's necessary for your survival, for the survival of others. We are called to gather and, and to not forsake the gatherings of the brethren. You just read the comment. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. from We're we coming. We're coming. <laughs>
0: he said, hi, I'm late to the party. What I miss, I
1: need new shirt ideas. If y'all missed it, last week she was coming out with all the shirt ideas. Yeah, and we're waiting for them because um, that's Yanni on here. She's going to have the, the T-shirt thing, Liddy Liddy. Um, But it's really, really important, you know, that we're mindful about what the Word of God says. Amen. We must be in our Word. And we're living in a time where it's so convenient, All you got to do is throw on some headphones, press play. Boom. The word is playing. And remember that even though your mind, a lot of people say, I don't understand what it says. I can't remember any of that. Listen, just be obedient and trust the Holy Spirit for the rest of it. Because 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 he got us. He's faithful. He got us. Um, But one thing I definitely want to um, talk about is words. The words that we speak. Yes. I read this little pamphlet. I encourage you to get it. Read it all the time. I heard Tiffany Montgomery is a prophet we listen to. She talked about it and I bought the book. It's a tiny little book. You can even get the PDF and it just simply talks about word and it was by Kenneth Hagan, I believe. He's from the old school days, but I'm telling you, it's something that we forget. The words that we speak their spirit and their life. And it's sin for us to be speaking things that are not in agreement with the word of God. Why? Because they do the opposite. Mm. If you're speaking the opposite of the word of God, that's what you're going to see manifested in your life. And a lot of people um, I'm noticing that a lot of times people get kind of like offended with that because it's kind of like that name it and claim it manifestation foolishness. But no, let's see what the Word of God says. Proverbs 18.21 says, the words that you speak, they're spirit and they are life. And just think about it. Just think about your, whole, your own life for a minute. What you speak is what you become. If you start looking in the mirror, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that. I can't do this. I can't do that. Look at this. Look at that. You start walking around feeling that thing that you've been confessing. So it's important that we apply the word of God, not only to our lives, but that we begin to speak those things because that's the fruit that we're going to eat. And every seed produces after its own kind. What are the seeds that you're speaking? Because the seeds, in other words, what you're, when you speak words, those are like putting seeds in the ground. And that seed that you planted is going to give you a tree of that. If you're speaking words of faith, you're going to have a tree of faith. If you're talking um, words that are positive, guess what? You're going to see positivity in your life. If you're going to see, um, if you're going to speak speak words that are empowering, you're going to begin to walk in the power that God called you to walk in. So it's important that we begin to speak. Words that are life. Amen. It's not It's not all oh, name it and claim it. No. What does the word of God tells us? The word of God says I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. The word of God says that I'm the head and not the tail. That I'm going over and not beneath. So we need to begin to apply the word of God to our lives. And, and it's sin not to. Even, and this is one of the things that came to mind. Oh, there's a lot, even people that you see in the body, I really don't understand how, but they speak like sailors. And after a while, that gets old. And I'm telling you again, from personal experience, I took after my mom. I used to speak like a sailor. Mm. Every other word was an L-M-N-O-P. But as I begin to spend more time in the word, he began to change that within me. And I'm telling you, a lot of people say, nah, it's that, that's how I am. Oh, you don't get it. You don't really know. No, I'm telling you. No, that's how you were. Or that's
0: how you are as not a believer. Sure. Or that's how you were as a person who has been born again. You're not like that anymore. And the Bible makes it clear that you will be judged by every idle word that you speak. Mm. So if there's judgment coming your way because of the idle words that you speak, why would you speak words that go against the promises of God? Again, we're not saying a name it and claim it. That's my car. That's my, no, we're not saying that. But God called you, for example, to train up your children in the way they should go. Mm. Is he training you to to make bad children, children that will go against his word? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, yo, my son is mad, is bad. I'm not going to say that. That's garbage. That comes from, that comes from the pit of hell. God didn't call me to raise a bad child. So for me to be like, yo, my child is mad, is so bad. Like that's foolish. Why would I say that? It just means that I have to train them in a different way. It just means that I have to step up my training. It means that I have to to show him, to teach him, to love him, to do what God has calling them to do, not to be bad. That comes from the enemy. And I use that because, that, like, growing up in, like, a lot of Spanish people, like, people, that, that, yeah, people, people from the hood, like, we grew up around a lot of people like that, and they're just like, they speak bad about their own family when the lord is saying no this is what you should do so what we're saying is your words in actuality are going against the promises that god has been placing on mm. your life and therefore you're sinning against him why because you're transgressing against his word you're transgressing against his promises you're transgressing against his goodness you're sinning against what he is saying so if that of we're not called to be why would we condemn the Lord, but want his promises at the same time? So the words that we speak are extremely important.
1: Yeah. Um, Carol Hargrove said, words do not fall on solid ground. They f- they fall, dig, and make their home deep within us, the root within us. That is a powerful statement. And it makes me think of kids. What you are professing, confessing upon your children Those words that we're speaking are making deep roots within these children. I'm going to say these children, not our children. These children, and that's what they're going to produce. So if we want to see our children prosper, if we want to see our kids do well, if we want to see our kids walk in the ways of the Lord, then us as parents we have to instruct our children in the ways of the Lord. And we need to begin to speak the word of God upon our children. Amen. Your kid is not acting right. What I used to do to y'all, I confess in the name of Jesus that you fall in line with the word of God. In Jesus' name Amen. you are. No, don't play with me. And that's what we need, we be, we need to begin to do. And no, it's not a lie. Because if your child is not walking in the way that God requires or that God calls us to instruct our kids in, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Yes, it is a lie from the enemy because that's not who God created them to be. A lot of times we get so caught up in truth. The only truth is the word of God. Amen. Not our truth. We're talking about our truth. Let's revert back to the word of God and see what the word of God says about our children because that's the only truth that matters. And it's extremely important because we have to get to the truth of the word of God. Jesus, Jesus, the man, the man is truth. The man is life. If Jesus, the one that came to rest, rule, and abide within us, the one that we serve, the master, our Lord, that we have committed our life to, if he says that his tr- that he is truth and he lives in us, then truth is in us. If your child is uh, beginning to speak words that are not correct, no, you, you do speak truth in the name of Jesus. Right, you will fall in love. That's it. Begin to speak what you want to see, not what you see, because what you see is not the truth of God. So which truth are you going to adhere to? The lie from the enemy or the truth of the word of God? What word seeds are you planting in your children? That's what um, Yanni said. And that's absolutely right. Like Ty said, and like she said, every word that we speak is a seed. And it's funny how, you know, you you look at the parable of the seed, right? And it seems like negative seed always wants to go deep down. And this, it takes me to this old saying, um, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's a lie from the pit of hell right there. Because I'm telling you from firsthand firsthand experience, if somebody hurts your physical flesh, I'm going to guarantee you that's going to heal. But those words, you carry them for years if you don't allow Jesus to, to renew you. And the word of God tells us that we are new creation. All the old things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. So we need to begin to speak against the negative things that were even deposited in us. And when we don't, that's sin in itself. There was a scripture that I wanted to read, Mike, and I need to find it, but go.
0: Um, um I just found a scripture that says, even in your thoughts, do not curse the king, nor in your bedroom, curse the rich. For a bird of the air will carry your voice, or some winged creature tell the matter.
1: Mm, so just
0: ahead. let's just think about that for a second. Even when you're alone, even when nobody's looking. So, number one, you can speak against yourself. But number two, you can give ammunition to the enemy. How so? Because the words that you speak is going to be carried away.
1: Is that, is that what the scripture actually says? Let me
0: see. Even in your thoughts, do not curse the king. Nor in your bedroom, curse the rich. For a bird of the air will carry your voice. Or some winged creature tell the matter.
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm. And
0: why, the- why are we going to speak something... To give ammunition for somebody to hold against us. Who Who is that somebody? The accuser of the brethren, maybe? Mm. The one who's going to accuse us? Mm. Because we know he's not everywhere. We know the enemy's not everywhere all the time. But he got his little minions on work for him. Well, did you say minions? His little minions, mm. they're at work for him. And what are they, they going to do? Carry your voice? Or some winged wing creature tell the matter of the, the negative words, the lies, the cursed thoughts that you have been thinking and speaking, speaking. Even in secret. Even in secret. In other words, somebody's always watching. So clean up the words that we speak because we do not want to sin against the Lord, even with the words that we speak when nobody hears. So this is, this is why the word of God goes deep down into our hearts. This is why the Lord wants to cleanse our, our hearts. Because it's not a matter of make yourself better. It's a matter of, Lord, do it within me, but I'm going to submit to you that you can do it within me. I'm not, I'm not going to sin against you. I don't even want my words, my thoughts. I don't even want my thoughts to sin against you. So if I don't want my thoughts to sin against you, that means my brain, my thoughts, my mind, the seat of my emotions, the seat of all of my of where my life flows, that has to be cleansed. And if it can if it can be cleansed, who can do it?
1: Only Jesus.
0: The blood of Jesus comes and sprinkles all on your heart, all on all those deep seats that have been sitting and boiling in there for years. The Lord is able to clean those 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 rooms up within our hearts. That way, if he can clean those rooms, we can be set free. Then we can submit to him. Then we don't not have to live in sin. A lot of people think we have to live in sin because they know the depths of their heart. Mm. I don't know the depths of their heart, but I know the depths of my heart. So as my heart has deceived me, I'm be like, yo, the Lord already reveals to me that my heart's going to deceive me. And the, the Lord already reveals to me out of life flows the issue out of my heart flows the issues of life. And we already know that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I turn this one thing into the Lord, it will make most of the matters or all of the matters within my heart disappear. What is that one thing? Your heart. You turn your heart into the Lord and watch him work and, uh, and submit to him. And a le- and let him do it within you. That way we can be new.
1: And and it's important when you say submit your heart. It's it's important that we understand that it's a posture. It's a posture. It's a way we come to the Lord, acknowledging and recognizing.
0: Acknowledging. So this is the posture. You acknowledge and you recognize. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you acknowledge and you recognize that there's an issue there, and then you come at His feet, right? in the word, and in prayer. And he's going to, as the word says, renew our mind because our mind is part of our, the seat. The seat. Right? Yep. So it's important that this happens because like you said, out of the heart flow the issues of life. Out of the mouth. Out of right? the heart flows out, flow. Out of words. Yeah, so what heart. we speak comes from our heart. So if we want to know exactly where we are, what is it that's coming out of our mouths? Mm -hmm. Based on that, right? There's evidence. Lord, this is what I'm feeling. I can see. You can see. Deal with my heart. But understand, and I know that we've said this a lot, we have to be in the Word of God. Because if we empty it of this, it's got to be filled with something else. Yeah. So if we present our hearts to the Lord, we're saying, clean me. Because understand, we are new creatures. We're new creations. But that needs to come in agreement now with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And when you was talking about the Word, I thought that there's a, there's even a natural um, comparison, I want to say, to the spiritual. Yeah. How about those birds back in the day that they send them? To carry a message. To carry a message. And, and, and check this out. A message was taken. Watch this. The message was taken. Somebody received the message and sent a message back. Mm. So look at what the enemy does.
0: Oh, yeah. I get what you're going. Now I get what you're going.
1: Right? So there's a message that's given. It goes somewhere.
0: This is what this person. This is what this person of God has been saying. Sent.
1: And now it gets to where it's going.
0: The accuser of the brethren. Right?
1: Now the accuser's going to put that in that person's ear and add some things to it because we already know, we see it throughout the word of God. We see it with Adam and Eve. He told her a little bit of truth with a little bit of lie. So now that bird that went, that enemy that went, is going to say, okay, listen to what was said. Blah, 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 blah. Now that person speaks something else because he went. If that person is not in the word, so it's either going to stop there or that's, that, that message is going to come back. Now, if that person is not seated in the word of God, there's going to be another message that's going to come right back to the person that originated the message that's been speaking negatively. And what's going to happen? Now there's going to be even more negativity. So a
0: message is the, the bird, quote unquote, is going to hear your word, carry it out to the accuser. The accuser is going to send a message back and it's going to compound on that negative word that you have already spoken. Mm-hmm. So that's what we don't want to do.
1: Absolutely. We it. don't
0: want to be sending out message so messages can come back and the, the enemy can just be whispering in our ear, even compounding the negative thoughts, the negative ideas, the negative heart, the ne- whatever, whatever we have postured our heart to, whatever we've acknowledged, because it's easy for us to not acknowledge something negative. We see it with our eyes. Oh, my kid is doing this. That must mean, that must equate to them being bad. No, it's not. It just means they need to be trained. It just means they need to be taught. So I thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, my kid will will respond to what I teach them according to your word, through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And then I'm going to go out and teach them what they ought to be doing.
1: Amen. Um, Yanni said it's called the carrier pigeon. Interesting. It carries, huh? And then she said, that's how they got Twitter. It's a bird. <laughs> a little message. Yeah, back and back and back and back. So it's it's really important that we are mindful. And I don't want to stay too long because I like it when when people, you know, come in and don't have to leave because I think normally they don't go back. And it's really important that we listen to these messages in, in their entirety because I really trust and believe That God is the one that's speaking to us. And know, listener, that as the Lord is ministering to you, the Lord is ministering to us as well. Amen. And Mike and I talk about this all the time. Like, we could spend so much time doing notes, and sometimes the Lord wants to say something, but we get so stuck on our notes that we can't hear from the Lord. So we're committed to be open to allow the Holy Spirit to talk to us and through us in Jesus' name. But I'm, I'm encouraging you to recognize and to realize that when we're asking ourselves, is this sin? When we're trying to convince ourselves if it's sin or not sin, then we need to be questioning where we are with the Lord because the word is clear that God is faithful and he that began a good work is faithful to complete it. Therefore, if we are in a way that's not pleasing to the Lord and we're not being convicted and we're asking, we're telling ourselves, Oh, I'm convincing. This is not sin. Then you really need to examine yourself because you might be in a very dangerous place in your walk, in your eternity. The coming of the Lord gets, Nigh, nearer and nearer, and it's no time to be playing. Hey, Sonia, this is not a joke. We talked about unforgiveness. Hey, Sonia, this is not a joke. Um, We (laughs) talked about unforgiveness. We know that unforgiveness, it's sin because it's a trap. Amen. It's a trap from the enemy, and it keeps us from the Lord.
0: It keeps us from doing what he's called us to do.
1: And and, and that's in in itself because he commanded us to do some specific things. Um, And our words, I have a list here. Uh, um, We're definitely not done with this conversation because I did start a list that I really would like us to touch on. But unforgiveness or offense was the first one. Um, Words, the words that we speak, they're life or death. So we have to be very careful with the words that we speak. And we're gonna talk about some other ones. I encourage you to add some to the list. Do you think that it's sin? Or do you think, ah, that's not really sin? It's important. And you know if you're if you're here. I'm I'm guessing that you are part of the community of believers and we always have conversations about sin. No, that's not sin. Oh, the Lord knows. Oh, the Lord knows that this, that, and the third. The Lord knows my heart. We have these conversations all the time and I challenge you, I dare throw some of your thoughts on this chat so we can make a note or, or later or email us or text us or however it is that you know how to get a hold of us. And let's really exhaust this conversation because if we're going to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord, if we're going to live lives victoriously, if we're going to live lives that even when we're struggling, even when we're being tempted, even when we are being challenged, we can still stand. Again, I say stand. Yep. We'll be okay because... The word is solid in us. Then we'll be able to live a life that's reflective of the Lord. We say that we serve.
0: Amen. So I think you just wrapped it up.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Just, you know, do that. You know.
0: (laughs) So next week, we're going to be here again. We're going to obviously continue the conversation of sin because we went over two sins and we just we want to clarify what sin is. We want to put a couple of points in there that say, listen. I don't know if this is sin. I don't know if I should or should not be doing this. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if you're really feeling that, then that's a conviction. It can be just a, a conviction that's, that's making your conscious feel guilty. And just just hang it up. Just hang it up. It's like the time, I'm sorry, this is a sidebar, like the time you said when you first became a believer and you was like putting away like pants and makeup and you're doing all this stuff. And it's not that pants were a sin. It's not that makeup was a sin it's just that the Lord was putting it on your heart listen clean yourself of this don't don't worry about none of this for now just come to me just come to me and when he opens that back up to you then he will open it back up to you
1: it's definitely individual so uh,
0: again it's it's we have the sin that we know that is sin you shall not gossip you shall forgive the words that you speak we know this is all of us but then there's things that he's telling us to do
1: specifically then yes.
0: And then if he's telling you to do that and you don't do it now, you're sinning against him because he has given you a word. He has revealed something to your heart. He has, he has revealed a little portion of the life that he has called you to. Mm. And you're just like, nah, that ain't it. That ain't it, brother. That ain't it, sister. And he's like, yo, do this. And you're like, no. And he's like, do this. You're like, you're like, no. And he's like, yo, I got you. And you're like, no, that's sin. That's sin for you. Why? Because he's calling you somewhere you. and you're refusing to go.
1: Well, that's, that's, that's what we were talking about. It's like,
0: can you imagine if Paul, Lord, Lord, who are you? Why are you persecuting me? I'm not persecuting you. You're persecuting my church. That's me. You're persecuting me. What if mm-hmm. he would have turned around and said, man, I'm just going to be blind. Yeah. Boo, boo, bye. I'm just going to be blind for the rest of my life. Forget this. This guy going to show up all bright white and just take away my eyesight. Who you think you are? Imagine, we would, imagine Paul would have did that. We imagine. do the same thing when God calls us and we don't do it. And for us, that is sin. But again, we're going to end it there. You want to go
1: over anything here? Yeah, I just want to, I, 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 I would, it would be a shame not to read some of these comments. Felix, I, I don't know where he was all this time, but thank you for joining. Um, he says, so if we call ourselves that we are children of God and claim to love God, do we demonstrate that love by obeying his commands? Can God truly count you as one of his children? Do we align our daily actions with God's word as an act of worship? Can others around you testify that indeed you are a child of God because your actions are in line with God's word?
0: That is deep. Wow. Can That's others it. can others around you testify that you in that indeed you are a child of God because your actions are in line with with God's word, that is, the can Can somebody else testify? That you are a believer. That you are a believer. They'd be like, nah, not nah, that person right there, nah. <laughs> I know what they said, but nah. And
1: we see that all the time. Yes, you do. And then he says, reward for obedience. Obedience shows that God, shows God that we love him and we trust him, which in turn activates his power in our lives. But most importantly, there's a reward for obedience, Then he says success. Wow, everyone wants to be successful at what they do to prove some of the best-selling books in the modern-day world as books that talk about success. Interestingly, though, God in his word gives us a simple secret for success, which is reading his word and obeying it. Yeah, because it's not just being heroes, but doing it. God has a plan for each and every one of us. Plans to prosper us and plans to give us a future. God's will for our life is that we must be successful. Success, not as the world defines it, but as God defines it. That means accomplishing that which we were created for. Oh, wow. God never created us to fail or just to be average. Hey, God created us to be excellent, but we need to align with God's will for God's plan to be manifested in our lives. And if we do not obey, if we do not um, submit to him that he can have his way in us, that is sin, yes. basically. Um 100%. Yanni said, amen. Everyone has different convictions. That's why I mind my own convic- convictions and now, and not everyone else's, I guess. And that's 100% true because a lot of times, and this is something that we've seen in the church, and this is also sinful because we're not anybody's God, that God convicts me to do something. Now I'm trying to pour that conviction on everyone else. Like for that time that I didn't wear pants and I didn't put on makeup, but I knew that it was because God was dealing with pride in me. That was for me. And there was people that talked against it. And there was some people that thought that it was the best thing. Eh, eh, to both of y'all. This gotta do between me and my heavenly father. Um, very good, awesome. The word of God, loved, God bless. Um, we're covered in the blood of Jesus. That's in Spanish, but I'm translating. Um, amen to all. Amen. So we're really done now, and I'm really excited, and I would love to continue, but. Next week is another week.
0: So we're going to continue this topic next week. We're going to be talking about sin. Dilemma that we all have of facing our flesh and facing and and living according to the spirit. So it's a moral dilemma that we all deal with. But we don't have to deal with it. Amen. We can allow the Lord to rule and reign within us that we may be submit, just live submitted to him. Amen. So if you're ready for that, just next week, tune in because that's what we're going to be talking about. You can go to our previous episodes. You can check out everything that we have put up so far. It's it's in a podcast. It's in um, you can go to Apple Music, Spotify, um, Amazon, YouTube, see our past videos. And remember, throughout the week, we're always putting up something to encourage you, to inspire you and to just. To challenge you to deepen your walk with faith. Whether we're talking about sin, or we're talking about faith, or we're talking about is Jesus God? What, no matter what we're talking about, we're going to talk about something that's going to help you and challenge you and deep to deepen your walk with Christ, because that's where we want to be. We want to walk with Jesus. We want to get to know him. We want to get to love him. We want to get to honor him. And we want to be just like just daniel and and the den we want to be like shadrach meshach and Abednego. yeah i always get their names wrong we want to be just like them when they said you know what if you throw me into the fire it doesn't matter my god can't save me he doesn't save me he's good he's glorious he's mighty anyway and I remember happens? when they said that just a little sidebar real quick they were already kicked out of their land
1: yeah they,
0: were. they done already lost anything everything 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 they done lost everything. So imagine if we were kicked out of everywhere, everyone, everything, denied, beat down, shaken, and thrown into a fire. Will you Will you still accept the Lord? Will you still go for God? Will you still be like a pleasing aroma to him? Mm-mm. This is where we want to get our walk with Christ. We want to be a pleasing aroma to him, no matter what is happening to me, no matter what is happening. So thank you for tuning in to TGIFJ. Thank God I follow Jesus with your host, Mike, and C. Joanne Martinez, pastor of Scoring Diamonds. This is where we encourage, inspire, and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. So we'll be here next week, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Peace.